Well, I'm going to hand it over to the young, and he's been excited about having you on here. So I'm going to hand it to my, my man, Darnell, to talk to you a little about some upcoming stuff sure. that, before we wrap it up here. Yeah, on, yeah. Darnell, I'll get it over to the young man. I'm going to let you have stage. All right. I have a couple questions, man. Um, the first okay, one, I'm going to ask about, um, what do you think about the Crawford versus um, Jose Benavidez fight? <laughs> I think it's an, it'll be an assault. I mean, God bless, you know, hey, God bless Jose Benavides because he stepped up to the plate. People don't want to fight Crawford. Yeah. Crawford is a handful, and he will he will outbox you and embarrass you like a Floyd Mayweather Jr., and he'll kick your ass. You know what I mean? It's like the worst of both worlds as far as, you know, competition. You know what I mean? So, um, a lot of guys don't want to fight him. Now, I, I'm saying, no, there are – top welterweights who would fight him, but just politically right now, you know, with the, the, with their, the promotional and network affiliation, it's not going to happen anytime soon. The best fight in boxing or one of the best fights in boxing to be made is Terrence Crawford versus uh, Errol Spence. And I wouldn't mind seeing Terrence Crawford against Sean Porter or Keith Thurman. Um, but those fights aren't going to happen anytime soon hopefully they happen down the line when enough money is is on the plate to where maybe one of these platforms just outbids the other and it's just worth it for all involved to do it or they do some kind of partnership the way occasionally hbo and showtime would come together for a a tyson versus lewis or a mayweather versus pacquiao um but um in the meantime crawford's got to fight somebody and benavides was talking that crap so What's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, you know, Benavides is he's not bad, you know, and, and, and he's a dangerous young guy against fellow young guys, young guns. But Crawford's a complete fighter. He's got that experience. He's battle-tested. He's very smart, and he's real sadistic in there. So I see him outclassing Benavides and giving him a beating. Um, I don't think it goes the distance. Eh, maybe it goes the distance. Benavides is proud. Um, I think his chin is pretty solid. I mean, he hasn't been that active. Uh, he was out of the, he was out of the ring for a while because he got shot. That's not a good thing. Um, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking Crawford stops him. I think Crawford stops him by the late rounds, but I think in the middle rounds, by the middle rounds, Benavidez will be getting a beating though. All right. Um, with Canelo, with Canelo's next fight is going to, um, He's fighting Rocky Fielder. Fielding. Rocky, Rocky Fielding. Fielding. Okay. And 168. Um, yes. So what do you think um, is Canelo's direction with this? Because is he going to stay at 168 or is he coming oh, back? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, he's like 5'9". Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's shorter than Floyd. Like, yeah. The, I mean, he's not a big guy. I mean, he's, he's pretty thick. I mean, he, he, you know, he fills out. He's got big legs. You know, he's definitely a middleweight, but he's not a big middleweight. Right. Um, Triple G isn't a big middleweight, and I think Triple G is bigger than Canelo. So, no, it's not – 168 is not a natural weight for him. Um, he fought um, over 160 when he fought Chavez Jr. Right. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. stopped being a real fighter a long time ago. So, that fight almost doesn't count, really. Um, Fielding will come to fight. Fielding will be slept on because he's a British guy. And he's not a higher-level British guy, right? He's known in, in England, um, but he's never fought in the United States. So, 
he's not going to be well respected over here. Um, and he holds uh, a WBA belt, but it's not a regular. regular title. So he's a secondary, he's a JV title holder. So he's going to get, you know, he's not going to get a lot of respect for that either. Um, and about six fights back, I think he was knocked out in one round by yeah, Calvin Smith. Yeah. yeah, who just won the Ring Magazine uh, and the WBA Super Middleweight title when he won the, the World Boxing Super Series uh, by, by knocking out George Gross. Um, but the thing is, you know, I was always taught, I used to have a boxing trainer, a guy named Kevin Morgan, and he said anybody can be knocked out in the first round. That's why it's so important for fighters to be warmed up when they get in there and to be a little bit careful in the opening rounds because – when your when your body's cold and you get you get hit right, anybody can be knocked out. So a lot of times guys get knocked out in one round, and people say, "Well, they're finished or they're never going to do anything." But you know, after being knocked out in one round, you know, Amir Khan came back and went on a tremendous win streak uh, and unified two 140-pound titles and beat a number of top ten contenders. You know, from Pauli Malignaggi to Marcos Maidana who was a puncher and a real threat um, to Zab Judah um, and, and others. I mean, he was fighting real guys and he was beating them. Um, and even the fight that he lost with Lamont Peterson, tremendous fight that he could have won, you know, but he, you know, he fought Peterson in Peterson's hometown. So just because you get knocked out in the first round doesn't mean your career is over. There was a Mexican fighter who uh, fought uh, for the WBC 130 pound titles. His name is Miguel Burchelt. Right now, you know, now that Lomachenko has left the junior lightweight division, I consider Miguel Burchelt to be the best junior lightweight in boxing. But he suffered a first-round knockout. Yeah. So when he fought for the WBC title against Francisco Vargas, everybody wrote him off. But he had won a bunch in a row. You know, he got his legs back, and he'd proven himself. And he shouldn't have been written off, but he was written off. Um, and it was a tremendous fight with, with uh, Francisco Vargas, but he wound up beating the hell out of Vargas. Yeah. Uh, and he's a formidable guy. And I wouldn't count him out against any 130-pounder. Just because you get knocked out in one round doesn't mean your career is over. Um, uh, Jorge Linares is another example. He got knocked out in one round. He came back and, you know, won the lightweight title and went on a, a tremendous win streak and beat some really good guys and gave Vasil Lomachenko, you know, Many people's number one pound for pound fighter, a, a real run from his uh, for his money in May. So you can never count guys out just because they got knocked out in one round. So hopefully, uh, you know, Team Canelo isn't sleeping on this guy. I don't think they are, but they're definitely going to get more of a fight from this super middleweight than they did from Chavez Jr. I think. Yeah, you brought up something when you brought up uh, Miguel Burchell. I was um I was thinking I was wondering. Where is Javante Davis? Is he going to fight anytime soon? Or? I don't, you know, he, he, um, he has a volatile relationship with his promoter, Floyd Mayweather. Um, and, and I don't know. I think when, when they're on the outs, Mayweather sits him on the shelf. Because if you read his Twitter, it's like he says, yeah. I want to fight. I'm ready to fight. Um, but he, it's real cryptic what he says. He's like, you know, they're trying to discourage me. Are they trying to, they're trying to take away my will. I don't know. It's, I, I follow him on Twitter. I mean, I, I kind of want to, like, write him, you know, notes of encouragement or whatever, but I don't really want to get involved either. You know, I don't – I'm not trying to choose sides. I don't know what the story is, but <laughs> I like him. I mean, I think – I think. I mean, uh, Javonta Davis versus Burchell, man, what a fight that would be. I mean, that would be tremendous. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's too bad. I, I think Davis makes for many good fights at 130 pounds. I'd love to see him fight Tevin Farmer. Um, I'd love to see him fight. Uh, sure, I'd like to see him fight. If not Brichelt, then uh, the guy that Brichelt built beat to win the WBC oh, title, Francisco Vargas. Because Vargas is vulnerable. He busts up real easy, but he's tough. He could take a punch. He can deliver a punch. He's a good technician. He mixes it up. He's been in like three fight of the year candidates, you know? Um, yeah, you know. yeah, he's he's tremendous. I would love to see um, Tank against, uh, you know, a grizzled veteran, so to speak, like that. That's obviously still, you know, still a world-class fighter. Um, another question here. Um, the, the Billy Joe Saunders versus Andre fight got canceled. So yeah. So, you have any thoughts about but, you that? Know, Andre is fighting on April 20, though. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting some other unknown guy, somebody from Africa. I think Namibia or something like that. Some dude, I never heard of him. He's got like a, you know, 17-0 record with 16 knockouts. And, you know, you never know with those guys. You never know if it's a built-up record, you know, if the power is real or how well they can box because they're, they're literally invisible. Um, but, uh, yeah, Andre's going to fight for the WBO interim title while Billy Joe Saunders pleads his case to the WBO, you know, provides whatever evidence they need to prove that that positive test was be- from some nasal spray or whatever like that. But if he can't prove that, um, you know, he'll lose the belt. And, you know, whoever wins between Andre and this dude from Africa, that'll be, you know, he'll be installed as the, the WBO uh, middleweight title holder, but it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Cause um, you know, Saunders not one of my favorite fighters because he's, you know, he just seems like a jerk, you know, but you know, I was in Montreal or right outside of Montreal in December when he undressed David Lemieux. And, you know, I'll tell you when he's on, when he takes a fight seriously and he's dialed in, that guy's hard to beat. I could see on a good night, on a good night, I could see him giving Gennady Golovkin fits, and I can see him giving Canelo Alvarez fits. I can see him giving the best guys fits, beating them even. I really yeah, I can't. Box, yeah. But it's kind of karma because, I mean, when, when Canelo popped positive for that computer all, he was out. He was yeah. loud. He came at him hard saying, lost all respect for him, and he's, he's definitely a cheater. He's been cheating, and he should be banned for life. And I said it in my mailbag. I was really talking to the fans. I was like, you guys need to give Canelo the benefit of the doubt in here or at least allow due process to work out. Because if you don't, if you set this standard where you condemn somebody as soon as they test positive, sooner or later a guy you like is going to test positive. Because if you're being tested by Vada, whatever's in your system, I don't care how minute the trace, it's going to come out. And if you didn't care what it was or how much of it was in Canelo's system or you didn't care about due process with Canelo, um, you can't all of a sudden care about those things for some other fighter, which is what you see with boxers. You don't see them mm-hmm. taking Tyson Fury to task or Alexander Povetkin to task or these other guys that have tested positive more than once in the past. You don't see them do that with them. And, then, and they're still mad at Canelo, even though – He's signed up with Vada for like, you know, 24-7 or whatever. It's like they're still mad at him. But that's not – I think that's that's biased, to be quite honest, you know. Um, uh, so, in a way, it's like, all right, you know, uh, Billy Joe Sanders kind of set that tone, was kind of part of that climate of zero tolerance. 
and it looks like it bit him in the ass. Do you um do you think the Dylan White versus Luis Ortiz fight is going to happen? I saw them going back and forth. I could see that. Yeah, I de- I definitely can see that fight happening. I can see that fight happening. Um, the money, if like I said, the, if the money's there for it, and Dillian White is a is an Eddie Hearn fighter, and and see Eddie Hearn's uh, he's smart. I mean, he's got the TV deal in the UK, which pays a handsome licensing fee. In fact, a lot of those fights. Even Dillian White fights in the UK are pay-per-view. Now, they're not asking for, like, the equivalent of 85 bucks. They're asking for, you know, the equivalent in British pounds of, like, $25 or something like that. So it's not quite as bad, but he's still, he's still robbing them. You know, he's getting a lot of money. That way. Plus, I mean, they, you know, they have those fights at the O2 Arena, and they sell out. All the time. Like, I mean, he's making money on the gate. And then here now he's got a platform in the U.S. with the Zone that's also paying a handsome licensing fee. So the money should be there for that fight to happen. And one thing about Dillian White, he doesn't seem leery of facing you know top contenders. Like he wants to challenge himself, and he's not one of those guys who gets like kind of high on the totem pole in the in the rankings. You know he doesn't get to like number one in the WBO or WBC and then sits on that ranking and not wanting to risk it like. He'll fight dangerous fights, even though he's he's highly ranked, you know. So I I respect White, I really do. Um, and he's and you know, if he fights if he fights um, the Cuban, if he fights Luis Ortiz, that's a that's a dangerous fight. That's a very good fight. I, I like it a lot. I don't know who wins that fight. Well, who do you think wins the um, Fury versus Wilder fight coming up? I gotta I mean, I gotta favor I gotta fight, favor Deontay. It just seems like it's too soon. Tyson Fury to come back. I mean, he was gone. He was out of the ring. He wasn't just out of the ring for more than two years. He let himself go, you know, for about one year of those two years out of the ring, he was abusing his body. I mean, he was drinking, he was snorting. He was, you know, he was definitely eating like a pig. He wasn't training. Um, He had a lot of um, psychological uh, mental health issues. Uh, and to his credit, and I like I like Fury. Uh, to his credit, he got that stuff under control, and he worked himself back into shape over the the second year of that hiatus. Um, but from what I saw in his two comeback fights, he's not there yet. You know, the first fight, the victory was just stepping into the ring, um, and he looked. He, quite frankly, he looked disinterested against that that cruiserweight. Yeah, uh, and then the second weight fighting the German guy, a little bit of a bigger dude, you know, a guy who was a prospect at one time, uh, uh, Pianetta, I think that's his name. Francisco Pianetta, yeah. Yeah. Um, that looked like a sparring session. I mean, that those 10 rounds that he went with that dude looked like he was shaking rust and just working his body out and trying to find his rhythm and his timing. And he, he regained a little bit of it, but it's still, to me, he's not back yet. And to me, he still hasn't been tested the way you want to be tested before you go in with like, you know, the number one heavyweight in the world or, or at worst, the number two heavyweight in the world. Definitely the most, you know, offensive, the most dangerous uh, heavyweight, the, he- the hardest puncher, the most explosive heavyweight. Um, right now, and that's Deontay Wilder. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a little bit too soon. 
I think sooner or later, Deontay clips him. He catches him. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, having said that, I can see a scenario where Deontay gets frustrated because Fury is, he can get under your skin. He can get into your mind. He moves very well for a big man and he's bigger. He's taller and rangier than Deontay Wilder. Wilder's not used to that. He's not used to somebody talking back to him too. Right. Not used to somebody showing zero fear. And like saying, I'm going to make you look like a bum and, and really believe it. When Fury says that stuff, it's not bluster. Whether it's true or not, we don't know. But I think he believes it. You know, when Fury, Fury believes what he says, and that's part of what makes him special. That's why he was able to ups, upset Vladimir Klitschko. It takes a very special person to go into the lion's den against a great champion, a future Hall of Famer, and do what Fury did. I mean, he, he pretty much clowned his way to the heavyweight title. Um, but he also got some work done in there. He also showed some ring generalship in there. Um, he hit Klitschko hard enough to where Klitschko respected him. So, I mean, you know, he's not a knockout puncher by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're six foot eight, six foot nine, and, you know, in shape, you're going to carry 250 pounds, just arm punches are going to wear, you know, eventually tell on your opponent when you're, going round so um who knows if 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 tyson fury can evade uh deontay wilder's best shots for five rounds and 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 he can frustrate deontay wilder his chances are good to taking that 12 rounds and winning a decision but it but 12 rounds is a long time to share the ring with deontay wilder yeah i agree with you just, on that. Ask, just ask Luis ortiz Right, he no, was you winning can, that part. You can be, you can be outclassing him. You can be outboxing him, and he can land that one shot and just turn everything around. Oh, Might as well put a pillow in the middle of the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he can knock out Wilder. Can knock out anybody. He land. He doesn't have to land flush either. No, if he just lands in the vicinity. It's gonna do damage. He knocked Sweet. Mace Stavern down through his gloves. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Stavern in that rematch. I mean, he might as well have been a heavy bag. Yeah, that was that was sad. But yeah, no, you don't you don't want to get hit by the dude. He can he can seriously hurt you. Wilder's dangerous. Wilder's de- Wilder's definitely the most dangerous heavyweight out there, which is saying a lot because Anthony Joshua is also dangerous. He's formidable, and he's got a, he's he's a good finisher himself. Well, I tell you, this is this has been good. And Darnell, you did a you did a. Uh... An excellent job here. I hope I answered those questions and didn't oh, just call oh, yeah, you, did, you did your thing. You know, you, Darnell, you had asked about Canelo. You asked, what does that fight, this fight mean mm-hmm. uh, against Rocky Fielding? I don't think I answered that directly. I just think it's a stay busy fight. I just yeah. think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, he just wanted to come back this year yeah. so he could, he, he, he could fight twice in, in one calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that, and I think it's good in boxing when the biggest stars fight often they can come back that soon he fought in september and he's coming back in december that's good and and, you know obviously he'll fight again in may but i'd like to see canelo you know he's just 28 years old i'd like to see him fight more than twice a year i'd like to see him fight three times a year Mm -hmm. so it would be great if this becomes a tradition for him you know fighting in in may september and december Mm -hmm. Um, it would be great if, if, if uh anthony joshua fought you know three times a year yeah yeah one of the things we want to uh, talk about because uh, 
as we close out the show, first of all, thank your daughters for allowing us to take. Oh that. yeah, no, they're on mobile devices. They, they they have no concept of time right now. We love it. I, I, look, dinner. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to being able to come out there. I hope we can you can work with me. I can get out there for that Wilder fight. So oh I, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Do some do work that. for us. Yeah, do some work for the ring. Yeah, I, I'll come out and do it with you. Um, you know, I want to, as closing out the show. Um, I talked to Darnell about this, and I and I said, look. Dougie doesn't do pound for pound. He's going to mess around with that. <laughs> the rest of the industry will get into pound for pound. Yeah, I found him early on. He just don't work with that. So yeah. I had to reframe it. I had to find another okay. way to get him to talk about the concept without doing the pound for pound. So okay. that's why I came up with the Mount Rushmore. And actually, oh. Darnell, I actually had Darnell do the Mount Rushmore of what you say of active fighters. You're not ranking them. But if you yeah. had to create your own Mount Rushmore of right. fighters right now, Right. You put on your Mount Rushmore. Oh, uh, you know, you know, well, you know, it changes depending on the time of year, right? You know, so, so like if 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 a, if a top guy hasn't fought in a while, yep. or hasn't been fighting top opposition in a while, he kind of falls off that mountain, off that list. That's what uh, so right now. So right now, first and foremost, I'll I, I got to put the monster Nyoa Inui. Mm. entered the World Boxing Super Series Bantamweight Tournament. Yep. He had his second fight at 118 pounds um, on October 7 in Japan, and he knocked out Juan Carlos Payano in 70 seconds. Mm. With a beautiful one-two combination. The, the speed and the angle and the timing and the technique and the fact he didn't even, he didn't even get full extension on that right hand. Mm. And when he caught that dude... Payano just he got, he got paralyzed, fell flat on his back, and it was it was he was done. And that dude had always shown a good chin, mm. always. And that dude has beat some really good fighters. Uh, had never been knocked out. The guy that uh, Inouye knocked out in his bantamweight debut, uh, Jamie McDonald, that dude had never been stopped. Mm. Took him out in one round. Mm. So right now, this dude, this little guy who was the title holder at 108 and at 115, and now he's making a run to not just be a title holder at 118, but to be a unified title holder by winning this tournament. I mean, that's pound for pound stuff. That's elite fighter stuff. So mm-hmm. Inouye is definitely on there. I'll put the undisputed cruiserweight champ, uh, Alexander Usyk. Yeah. Put him on there. Um, Terrence Crawford is getting ready to fight uh, this Saturday. Bad. Complete fighter. He can do it all. He can fight coming forward, backwards. Um, he reminds me of an old school fighter. He reminds me of, of a fighter from the 70s or 80s. Kind of reminds me of Bernard Hopkins yeah. in some ways. But Bernard Hopkins, when Bernard still had the athleticism. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's the only one giving Nebraska people hope because the Cornhuskers aren't. That's so, what I hear. I don't. I don't know nothing about other sports, but I hear Nebraska's uh, football. That, 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 that's about all. That's what it was. He's not what light. it's supposed to be, right? That's right. Yeah, not what it's supposed to be. Um, and then I'll go with Anthony Joshua, mm. um, just because he's he is a he is a a, a a like Canelo Alvarez, a stadium fighter. Yes. In in the UK, not here in America, but in the UK, he fills stadiums. And um, he fought the rings, number three contender, uh, a, a former WBA title holder, and uh, uh, um, Alexander Povetkin. Yeah, that was a good Povetkin fight. Povetkin was a world amateur champ. Yep. And like, like, uh, 
like Joshua, an Olympic gold medalist, and um, probably the most accomplished heavyweight veteran out there. And man, hats off to the Russian. Yep. He came to win. He came to win. Uh, he he did. Ball, and he shook him a little bit yes. at, at the end of the first round, busted that nose up. Mm -hmm. And Joshua kept that composure, kept the jab on him. Yep. And uh, really, really boxed like a mature fighter, but he was breaking the Russian down. And as right. soon as the re the Russian began to wobble a little bit, he jumped on him yep. and he closed the show. Yep. And um, he was perfect in that finishing execution. And he was perfect uh, behind the mic during the, the post-fight. Oh, interview. yeah, he was that unbelievable. I mean, it's like like an actor or something. Yeah. So, good. He's good for boxing. He's a real good ambassador for That's the sport. Right. Yeah, definitely holding it down in Europe. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's only a matter of time before he comes to the United States. And we have I think he has crossover appeal. I think I think Cats are jonesing for him to come on over. Sure. And I think once he gets a taste of the Barclay. Yeah. He gets a taste of Vegas. Yeah, he should fight in New York, the New York area. He should fight in L.A. He should fight in LA. Vegas. Yeah. Get, get him in Texas at the AT&T Stadium. AT He's going to love that. He think he got it going and now. He'll, I think he'll bring fans over. He'll be like Ricky Hatton. He'll bring, yeah. like, you know, 30,000 Brits with him. So oh, that's, yeah. that's always good. We need guys like that. We need fighters like that that are they're beyond arena fighters they're stadium fighters stadium fighters. and it and it helps when they can be entertaining and, and well-spoken and classy so oh, yeah. you know those are my guys wow and you gave me a new term now i'm gonna start we got a new category we go about to hit i'm about to ask you who are the stadium fighters that's gonna be my new thing well, you know right now we only have two it's you know, canelo alvarez and, and pavetkin but and I, lucky for us they're they're 28 years old yes and it, they're it, and I think years ahead of them. And I think depending on how they market them, Bud Crawford, your couple people, depending on how they start to bring them along, they got yeah. the stadium fighter ability. Yeah. Now we got to get them marketing. How do you, yeah. you know, get them? Yeah, that's, that's Crawford, Crawford that's is top cool. ranks job, top rank in yeah. ESPN. I mean, they've got the platform now. Yeah. I think really the trick with Crawford is have them fight often. Yep. Have him fight more than twice a year yep. and be creative with his opponents. Like reach across that aisle, try to try to get guys from other platforms, make it worth their while yep. to come over. Come um, and, 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 you know, genuinely and honestly beat the drums for an eventual showdown with Errol Spence because – General sports fans, general American sports fans will get excited about that fight because it's two Americans who are on top of their game and they're undefeated and they're not just really good boxers. They're killers. Like they, they are destroyers. So you can get excited for that. Even if you're not a boxing fan, you can get excited for that. You look, you see their highlights. You're like, okay, I think I want to see this. Yeah, that's Leonard Hagler. That's what? Hagler Hearns type stuff. Sure. I mean, that's, that's like, the cover of magazines. That's what yes. you would put. You know, if Sports Illustrated still covered boxing like they used to, yeah. that's the kind of fight that they would put on the cover. On Certainly, the cover. if that fight is made, Ring, Ring will put that on the cover. Oh, we know that. We, we we'll know put it on the cover if they just talk about it enough, you know? <laughs> well. Well, well, brother, you've been more than generous with your time. Uh, we, we always enjoy having you on. Uh, we definitely going to have you on more on this platform that we're doing here on RSG. Uh, look forward to the opportunity to collab and be 
part of whatever you're doing at Ring Magazine. Um, Thank you. It's just been, um, uh, there's so much I learned when you come on and you share with uh, our listeners and the folks who are, are who are checking us out. Uh, we really appreciate you. You bring it, you bring it every time. Uh, we, we have the mic and um, we wish you well on all you do. And uh, Thank you. before we uh, leave, uh, let, can you let folks know where they can, they can find you and okay. what's, what's, what's on your next issue? All right. Look, look, yeah. Look at, uh, look for the ring magazine um, in, in finer bookstores and, and, and drug stores across the nation. Um, ringtv.com is the website. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Periscope at Dougie Fisher. So D-O-U-G-I-E-F-I-S-C-H-E-R. You can also email me for the mailbag. Dougie at boxingmailbag.com. And we'll have uh, that information uh, at the end of uh, uh, this content on whatever oh, platform you're yeah, listening yeah. to. So we'll, we'll make sure that we cover the titles, the titles and everything else on this Good. one. But thank you, my brother. Uh, until next time, be blessed. And uh, thank you for being on RSG, The Cypher. Thank you, guys. Anytime.